friends and welcome to another episode of Bible Bites of Believing Right. I do hope you are well and we are once again continuing the journey of Psalm 91. It would seem it's such an incredible and vast journey and I think that's what we need to keep in mind. When we're on a journey through a Bible and we're dwelling on a particular psalm and the psalm we're dwelling on is really about God's protection promises, we really need to know that God's promises can be as vast and as rich and as incredible as He is and you know it would seem like when you dive into god's word it's like diving into the ocean to pull out pearls of incredible wisdom and of great value and i think god loves it when his kids turn to him and that's what this podcast is about it's about saying hey is there a better way did god want us to have a better life when jesus walked the earth he was almost interviewed by a man a religious man called nicodemus and nick and, and he told nicodemus I come that my kids might have life or that God's children might have life and have it more abundantly. And he was and and so Jesus came to give us an incredible life. And when we say life and life more abundantly, what does that sound like to us? I was actually having a, a conversation with my kids today about exactly this. What's the kind of life God wants us to have? Well, Jesus came to rescue us from death. God loved the world in this way. That's what the Bible tells us very clearly. God loves the world in this way. He sent his one and only son to, so that those who believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Those who believe in him would not die, but have life everlasting or life eternal. So my friend, Jesus came so that we would have life and have it more abundantly he came that we would live and not die so we've got to remember that jesus wants to have an incredible abundant life and this life has to be full of god's protection which is why we are continuing through psalm 91 so we were at a beautiful phase which talks about it's actually verse 7 psalm 91 verse 7 and it says a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand but it will not come near you now this is a very strong promise but what it's saying is in a world if you're keeping your eyes open if you're seeing people suffer from a sickness people that are going through something tough people that are falling like flies it's saying a thousand may fall at your side ten thousand your right hand but if you believe that god protects you it will not come near you and then it continues to tell us why. It says, you will only look with your eyes and see the reward of the wicked. Another translation says, and see the destruction of the wicked. And God, and what does it mean, wicked? Does this talk about wicked and evil people? What it says is, God, Jesus actually once, you know, somebody said to him, people used to call him different titles when he walked on the earth. Jesus, uh, one of the, one of the uh, people that Jesus met said, good teacher. And Jesus said, why do you call me good? Only God is good. So what does that mean? If God is the only one that's good, does that mean the rest of the world is wicked? No, my friend. God loved the world so much. He gave his only son that whoever believed in him may not perish, but have everlasting life. So what are we saying here? This does not apply to you. When it talks about you will only look with your eyes and see the reward of the wicked or the destruction of the wicked, it does not apply to you because the Bible clearly tells us that 
he made him who knew no sin to become sin for us so that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Now that's a very powerful phrase and I'll drop the verse in for you to look at it. But it's saying that God made Jesus who knew no sin to become sin for us by taking your sin and my sin on his body at the cross and giving us his righteousness. So my friend, we are no longer wicked and we are no longer the wicked of the world, but we are fully righteous. We have the righteousness of God himself in Jesus Christ. And this is why it's so important to know God's word. So God's telling us in this psalm that you only look with your eyes and see how the wicked actually are destroyed. Um, but a thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, it will not come near you. And now it tells us why. Verse 9 says, Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, and the Most High, who is my refuge, no evil shall be allowed to befall you, and no plague come near your tent. How powerful is that, right? Um, and we can always, always go back to that verse 4 of the exact same psalm, where it says, He will cover you with His feathers and under his wings you will find refuge so what god is saying is because you make him himself your dwelling place and the most high your refuge no evil shall be allowed to befall you how powerful no plague come near your tent beautiful so no disease no virus no sickness will come near your tent and then verse 11 tells us for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways he gives his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. How wonderful, right? Wherever you're going today, know that there are angels all around you. And then he says, in their hands, they will bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. So these angels are there to protect you. They are there to make sure that you don't dash your foot. That's the level of protection they give you. Now, the next verse is very powerful. It says, you will trample on the lion and the adder. The young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Now this is very powerful because the lion and the serpent here in this psalm are kind of pictures of evil that's in the world or evil spirits or anything evil and sinister. In fact, the Bible has a verse that says, The devil walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Now that's a powerful verse to remember because it, it, it would seem that the, if you think about a roaring lion, that's somebody that makes a lot of noise. But if you really think about the lion and study the lions in the jungle or in the wild, you'll notice that they don't go around roaring. They actually lie in wait and then they jump to get their prey. So what is this roaring lion? Why is the devil walking about like a roaring lion? You know why? Because believe it or not, when we hear a lion roar, it puts fear in our heart, right? So the devil's only mechanism today is to put fear in your heart by roaring. He roars at us through the news. He roars at us through the scary articles we read. He roars at us because of all the depressing stats of people falling into depression that we read about. Those are the effects of listening to a roaring lion. What does that tell you? It tells you that the really powerful lions uh, don't exhibit this behavior. They lie in wait and they pounce. But what Jesus is trying to tell you here is the devil is not powerful anymore, my friend. The devil's powers were stripped of him at the cross. That's what the Bible tells us. Jesus stripped uh, all the principalities and powers off their power at the cross. He stripped all 
the powers of evil away from them at the cross. So the devil has no real power over you once you accept Jesus. Remember that. He's just a roaring lion. And here verse 13 says, You will trample on that lion and the adder. The young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Now we've talked about the lion. We'll talk about serpents. Jesus, when he walked on the earth, gave us a powerful verse beautiful verse and he said it like this he was actually talking to his disciples who are us today the people that believe in him and follow him and he said behold i have given you authority listen to the words carefully behold i have given you authority to trample on the lion on the on the snakes and on scorpions so there we go two sinister creatures that sting a snake and a scorpion and he says over all the power of the evil one so it's clear that jesus is talking about snakes and scorpions as a, a type of the evil uh, a type of the evil one a type of the power of the evil one so remember he says i have given you authority over snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the evil one and nothing shall by any means harm you now that's a powerful really really powerful one remember jesus says nothing by any means will be able to harm you there we go my friends so if you can remember how jesus has given you authority behold i've given you authority to trample over snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the evil one and nothing shall by any means harm you remember that you can combine that verse with this verse 13 that says you will trample on the lion which is the devil and the snake and you will trample them underfoot there we go my friends you are in christ in the secret place of the most high you have the authority of jesus all around you and you can trample on everything evil god bless you my friend keep holding fast to the promises of psalm 91 and we'll speak to you soon